Monday, it's like the first day of school for some kids. I don't know where those kids are. They're not around here, but today we're talking about service soaring. Penske filling up the best list, and the big question is Chat GPT actually getting dumber? Everywhere I go. Wow. That's a big one. Big mm, maybe we found a chink in the armor. Man, we're talking public groups. No OEM stories today. Thank goodness. Every once in a while, you need a break from there, all that. There were definitely some to talk about, but, you know, I'm a conflict-averse person by nature. <laughs> so, like, and I grew up in a family where my dad was a union phone installer for Bell Atlantic, which is now Verizon. Oh, you're... You're screwed so for the next like, two and a half months. There's like, I just remember the constant <laughs> conversation around my family dinner table about, are we going to go on strike? And this like, just uh, a kid's view of like this strange fight between the person that paid my dad and the people that like wanted to like seem like they caused trouble for the people right. that paid my dad. It was just this really weird thing to understand in a kid. My dad be like, I have to go stand on line yeah. with pickets. Yeah, the, like this <laughs> internal tor turmoil for the next two and a half months, basically. I, I very weird. clearly remember one of the t-shirts my dad had and I couldn't understand it, but the back of it had a picture of a squirrel dead on a road and it said, don't get run over by the information superhighway. Wow. That, that, <laughs> just to give you some time, time, that was probably in the late 80s. Right. So the information super, high, but yeah, hey, it's Monday. We got a fresh start and like kids all over are going to school, not kids in the North, but kids in the South day one of school for them. So, uh, it's coming in hot. So yeah. sorry to the kids. Congratulations to the parents. It's a, it's a day of mixed emotions for everyone. I'm sure. Right. Yes. All the kindergarten moms are out there crying. We we're here for you. All that. Type of stuff. <laughs> but then they yeah. got home and they were like, you know what? I think I'm going to do some yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Why has it got to be yoga? I mean, because it just, you know. the shoot Hey, fits. tell the people, listen, we got a couple things going, a couple <laughs> few things out there. We got a SoduCon coming in hot. The speakers are rolling in. If you go to a SoduCon.com forward slash speakers and just the people that are going to be on the stages really talking about operations, talking about marketing, talking about people and culture and real practical application for two straight days all the way slap. Uh, it's going to be absolutely amazing. We were at the venue last week. It's going to be all the energy plus all the information so that you can absorb it because your brain gets activated by all of that energy. Without uh, so we really want you to be there. Make sure grab your tickets. You can do that. We put up this little QR code right there over to this side. Um, and uh, if you're listening, go to a sodocon.com snack your tickets. The hotels are now starting to go very quickly. Like we are got to get the be, good one. Yeah. I mean, they're all good, but. There's the one if that you the want in the main hotel. You got to jump on it because it is legitimately probably by the end of this week going to be booked out. Um, so check that out. And then, hey, and we have Wednesday. great rates. Oh, ain't no six hundred dollar hotel rooms around here. They're rates, super nice great, hotel yeah. rooms, but they ain't six hundred. Yeah. Like and, if, and if you're something. and if your airport flies southwest, like getting into Baltimore and then the 10 minute Uber ride away, I mean, Travel and expenses are are cheap. You literally, depending food, on where you live, could probably be out of flights and hotels for like under 600 bucks. <laughs> Absolutely. And then the only food that you need to Total. figure out is Tuesday night. And there's probably a bunch of industry partners that want to take the dealers out anyway. So you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You were going to say something else it. before I interrupted you. I don't remember what it was. Uh, well, I was going to talk about our our webinar on Wednesday. You can go to a yes. so2.com so and check in our web, webinar where dealers are saving money 
on toll expenses with rental cars. Really, really interesting topic. I'm excited about it. For sure, for sure. All right, let's talk about a little bit of news. This is fun. Uh, starting off the week with some good fixed stops information and news. Hey. With consumers keeping their cars longer due to affordability and availability issues, the six largest publicly traded companies are reporting an 8.2% increase in year-over-year sales, logging almost $4 billion in revenue in Q2. AutoNation reports uh, a 9.1 first half increase year over year. Same store sales. The CEO Mike Manley credits uh, their large existing customer base. They're already familiar with the AutoNation brand. And uh, also they have a lot of service base and a lot of trained technicians. Funny thing about that. You have the supply, the demand is there, that whole thing works. Lithia is up 5.8% for the quarter, and uh, COO Chris Holzu made similar comments in a recent investor call. He says, with the average age of vehicles rising, coupled with the increasing complexity of new vehicles, our team of certified factory-trained techs are working hard to deliver the massive demand for services from customers. Uh, as far as the other groups, the way they're stacking up, Penske's up 10.7%, Sonic up 8.9%, Asbury up 62 and Group 1 reported nine consecutive quarters of fixed-up growth. Unbelievable. And I think the key point in this, don't miss it, because a lot of these uh, dealer, dealer groups are buying buying stores, but this is in same, same stores. So that's a big deal. That's and and you know for the last three four years really there has been a ton of talk. I don't care if it's on conferences, webinars, within twenty groups, all of that around loyalty, lifetime customer value, and how do we make sure these people are coming back to the store? So I think it's not just like oh we've got a loyal customer base that we haven't been talking to. All of these major dealer groups are implementing CDP structures with marketing automation platforms in order to drive customers back into service. They really understand things like how to do service well with service processes. There's just been an intensified focus on this, I think, and the results are starting to prove out. Plus, again, now we've got a situation where a lot of the market has been sidelined. We've been talking about this where the lower credit, maybe um, you know, lower affordability market has been sidelined. And so they're forced back into the service lane more often. Uh, so all of those factors driving toward a massive increase uh, in service. And I, I talked to single rooftop groups, small groups. It's across the board. It's not just the big groups. Um, so what do we need? Hey, we need technicians. <laughs> yeah, well, it also falls in line uh, with all the things or a lot of the things that dealers can control in a time when there are a lot of things you can't, right? Yep. Service, brand, customer experience. It's all there. And speaking of some uh, publicly traded groups. Stop. Hey. Segway. Time. I don't know, but there might be some phone calls and emails being exchanged this morning. <laughs> Between between Automotive News' team and Penske's team because Penske Auto is kind of taking, an, oh, pun intended, an early victory lap as they've right. announced a significant achievement that 44 of the Automotive News Top 100's best place to work list is actually going to be a Penske store. So 44% of the list is Penske stores. The list actually doesn't get released until October. And although Penske didn't say these are the number, they don't know the rankings they are. They don't know like, the rankings. Like, I think that's what keeps them safe, maybe. 
who knows? That's probably when they released it, but there's definitely like, hey, let's just tell you what half the list is already. It says Penske. Um, so <laughs> the annual list, which is now in its 12th year, uh, recognizes top dealerships nationwide for their exceptional work environments and community engagement. There's like an extensive nomination process and serving, and it really is an amazing um, initiative that Automotive News takes. Uh, so for inclusion on the list, they have to um, really get your own community to participate, which is the part I love. If your people are willing to participate in the survey because non-responses actually count against you. So you really right. get like, is is like the owner cracking the are whip? Or are people in, yeah. excited about like showing, showing off the fact that they have a great place to work? Um, so basically, uh, yeah, early victory lap. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, please, like next year there's going to be language. That's like, you can't tell anyone that you won yet. Yeah, <laughs> this is uh, you know kudos to Penske. I don't Big know time. the Penske group that well, but to to basically take almost a third of the entire top one hundred and fifty is that's impressive. And I you know whether it's an internal PR campaign, no, it's only one hundred of a hundred. So almost fifty percent. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So almost fifty percent of the top one hundred. It's it's either incredible PR or there's really really just a strong culture and a, and I'm sure between like the regions and the local stores there's just a a push toward great employee culture so um look just kudos and I know it you know whether or not you're supposed to talk about it doesn't really matter because everybody will forget about it in a couple months and I will and say I, they will but if you're in a Penske organization your manager GM if you know one. Like, we don't have enough Penske DNA in Automotive State of the Union, right? Yes. I've been to several Penske stores, especially the one in Turnersville that's mentioned many times on the list if you click the link in the show notes. I visited there back with my auto reconditioning days, and we were checking out some equipment. And I distinctly remember, like, being impressed by the team. And that was before I paid attention to, like, national-level dealerships. Yeah. But I was impressed because I grew up not too far from there. Um, so if you're in the Penske organization, um, if you want to come to a SodaCon, let us know. We would love to to uh, involve some uh, Penske leadership in the conversation because, I mean, 44 out of 100, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, uh, speaking well, of doing math. Segway. Time. And, and maybe being 44 out of 100 in not a great way, uh, <laughs> ChatGPT may or may not be uh, getting a little bit dumber. There's been multiple studies over the past few weeks that have uh, led us to believe and uh, led the greater public to believe that ChatGPT may be getting dumber. Mm -hmm. uh, recently, Wall Street Journal asked this uh, question um, and started asking it to perform basic math operations. Uh, the study was done by Stanford University and UC Berkeley. Uh, so essentially what happened is they tested two versions of ChatGPT, the 3.5 and the 4.0, uh, and found that the, the 4.0 version had a lower amount of accuracy in identifying prime numbers. Originally, it identified prime numbers at 84%, and now it's down to 51% in June. Uh, six of eight tasks saw worsening performance in the newer version, while the older version actually showed improvement in six areas but still remain less capable in most tasks. Um, the article implies that prompt engineering can induce drift in AI models and attempts to prevent inappropriate AI responses. Developers may inadvertently impair the AI's ability to in areas like math and problem solving. So essentially what's happening is uh, people involving themselves in the AI because it's constantly learning from the prompts are starting to inhibit its ability 
to answer correctly. And that's because they're influencing the way it deduces information, right? Correct. Because exactly. they're hacking the inputs to try to get it to do something, right? They're trying to trick it into doing things. And because yeah. of that, it's it's all this information isn't quite how a person thinks. It's actually how a person manipulates. So it's kind of manipulating the language model, right? Is that, am yeah, I understanding it's, that right? It's exactly what's happening. It's saying like, hey, I'm going to input this to get out something that I wouldn't have naturally just done, like from a task. So everybody that's kind of like just trying to stay the narrow, ask it to do tasks, ask it to do regular repeated things <laughs> are getting impacted by like, larger company or or prompt engineers that are attempting to manipulate the actual knowledge of the database oh my goodness. Uh, and all of these inputs are are equally weighted there's no like this is right this is wrong this you know there's no there's no <laughs> oh, value set for the ai yet and this is why there are a ton of people advocating for like how AI is regulated, not just in its ability to do tasks and what tasks it's allowed to do, but also in the inputs and how those inputs drive the AI model. Um, so basically right now, the performance over time is de uh, deteriorating due to its a complex and non-linear progression. Gee whiz. Wow. Just, when we thought imagine? We, just when we were thinking we could trust AI, Kyle. We were so yeah. close. <laughs> Don't you even start. Don't we were you so close start. to trusting it with everything. AI. And then it goes and starts getting prime numbers hey, wrong. So, I'm out. So <laughs> reality is, is there are a lot of dealers and dealerships that are that are continually started starting to use ChatGPT for regular tasks. Don't get caught in the trap of not understanding the tool that you're using. It is a massive tool with massive implications. And just like going in there and trying something is not always the best thing. Like, did, like look at it, understand it, realize whether or not you're actually getting real truth out of it. Uh, because you can't just flippantly go in there and start asking it stuff and expect it to spit out right answers every single it time. It is actually pretty good at uh, putting together some basic car deal financing. And I bet more and more consumers are going to use it because um, I've yep. been, I've been trying it. And just saying like, what would my payment be if this is the purchase price of the car and this is my interest rate, right? And then you can yep. tell it like, I'll factor in 7% sales tax. It actually does a great job of explaining how it got there. So from a consumer standpoint, as they use the tool, um, yep. it's just gonna, and it could actually help you structure deals too. But to Kyle's point, it better be right, especially if we're talking about math. Yeah, Maybe it does. absolutely. I hope it doesn't start doing dealer math, like the bad kind of Ooh, dealer math. You don't need any of <laughs> no, that. No, we don't need there. any of that. Oh, but I hope we gave you a little shot of energy going into Monday. Um, look, a SodaCon is going to be the thing. It's only like six or seven weeks away. Go to a SodaCon.com, check out the speakers, and we'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.